I asked our guest Justin Edwards to pound the table for someone. Justin, who you pounded the table for? I am once again pounding the table for a small, fast wide receiver like I do every year. Nice. This time around, it's Cincinnati Bearcat Tyler Scott. Scott ran an on-brand 4-4-4-40 at the Combine, a 4-3-9 at the Pro Day, and has reportedly been clocked as low as 4-2-9 in the past. His speed shines through clearly on film, where he operated as a pure outside wide receiver, getting behind the defense with consistency. Maybe most surprisingly for a slight frame, he finished 13th out of 48 qualifying draft-eligible receivers and contested catch rate. He can work in the intermediate to deep areas of the field and the next level. It should be an interesting boom-bust option in best ball leagues. I'm excited to see who we may be able to stack him with, and I'm definitely aiming for him in dynasty leagues where he's coming off boards as late as the wide receiver 19. Excellent, excellent. You had me at 444, buddy. You had me at 444. <laughs> uh, you heard it from Justin. Everybody go get you some Tyler Scott. Now let's get to the show. Welcome, everyone, to the Most Accurate Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Niles, and with me is my excellent co-host, the Honorable Jen Aiken. Jen, how's it going, buddy? Honorable, huh? That intro was really short, right? The North, right? It's It like, felt weird, right? It was just like the end, <laughs> the, the abridged version. I guess it's the off-season version of the intro. Um, but no, I'm good. I'm uh, excited to be back. We took a couple weeks off, and uh, we're back with our friend Justin. Um but yeah, I'm excited. I mean, the draft, you know, we've been talking about it and reading about it and it's, it's approaching. Uh, I wish it was this weekend, but it is not, but we still have an, <laughs> another week of this kind of chatter before it happens. Brandon, how are you? What you got going on? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm excited that we have uh, pound the table because uh, I've missed pound the table. So I'm glad that we got uh, got to do pound the table today. Uh, I'm excited for the draft. I feel like we haven't had the draft episodes that we normally do. So we're going to do this week with Justin. We're going to talk running backs next week. We have our friend Shane Hallam on uh, one of my favorite draft minds uh, to talk some of the other positions. So excited to do two full draft episodes before uh, we see where those dominoes fall. As I mentioned, uh, we're thrilled to be joined by longtime friend John, Justin Edwards. You can find him on Twitter at Justin underscore Redwards. Read all his stuff over at 444.com. He's a senior analyst, produces the very best offensive line information available. Justin, thank you so much for joining us. How you doing? I literally couldn't be better, to be honest. Everything's doing so good. I'm almost waiting for the next shoe to drop. So, you know, it's just, it's it's so good. You know, sometimes you just have those those weeks, those days where you're just like, I'm just, I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Every I'm happy to be talking Justin. to you guys too, you know? It's just, yeah. <laughs> it fits so nice, you know? Everything everything coming up, Justin. That's, uh, I, I like <laughs> it. I love that. Right, right. All right, so uh, quick news item before we get into the draft. Uh, you know, we've been talking about where Odell Beckham Jr. will sign for a long time now, and now he's uh, officially a Baltimore Raven. Uh, Jen, I want to get your take uh, what do you think of the fit, the player? Where is he of value, I guess? Because obviously he's no longer like a top five option or anything like that. So where in a draft do you start to get interested in Odell Beckham as a member of the Baltimore Ravens? I don't know that I do personally, um, but I can see, you know, how people would get somewhat excited about him. I just, you know, he's older, you know, coming off that ACL. I, I, I feel like, He's one of those guys that'll be good for a few games. I just don't see him as a consistent fantasy producer. I don't see him as someone that I would invest in as a, 
you know, a starter, like as even a wide receiver three, I just don't see it happening. Uh, you know, at the moment, we're not even, you know, certain of, of who will be throwing him the ball. Um, and, you know, the wide receivers in that offense don't seem to do much. You know, maybe he'll make somehow a difference and move the needle. But there have been, you know, a rotating cast of, of guys in there that just haven't seemed to make it happen. So for me, um, it's a pass unless he falls super low and you use him as maybe a bi-week filler. But other than that, uh, I'm not super interested. Interesting. Interesting. Justin, you know, with that in mind, do you have more best ball interest in Odell Beckham or are you kind of staying away as well? Kinda. I mean, you can you can see you can see a way that he can he could be a boom player. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibilities, but certainly it's not someone I'm really trying to target right now. Um if Baltimore does get a hold of Lamar, if they do forego the wide receiver position through the draft, like maybe that'll kind of open it up for me. But yeah, depending on where he's falling, I would prefer to just kind of let him fall for now and then kind of reassess here in, you know, in a couple, maybe a few weeks after the draft kind of settles down, see what they're doing there. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not excited about it either. Honestly, definitely an early round wide receiver next week would definitely be uh, uh a trouble for Odell Beckham with uh, Rashad Bateman already there. I, I do think we're going to see Lamar. I kind of feel like if, unless he holds out, I do too. I kind of feel like if a trade was going to happen or if a big signed offer sheet was going to happen, it would have happened by now. But <laughs> I think he comes back on the franchise tag. There's all this strife and the drama continues for another year. And then we go through this again next season. That's what I think. <laughs> right. It's a whole new Aaron Rodgers situation, honestly. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> um, all right, with uh, with hopefully with less uh, silent lodges or dark rooms. Hey, we'll whatever, see. Whatever we'll see. Maybe some we'll see. like video game retreats. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> That's the craziest thing to me, by the way. Like I do that as an NBA fan. Like I see that a lot. The craziest thing to me is you don't worry about players being out partying all night in Miami. It's oh no, my starting center was up all night playing Fortnite, and now <laughs> right <laughs> now they can't play. <laughs> it's right, a different world, man. Such a different world. All right, so let's play Who'd You Rather Draft Edition. Uh, I love Who'd You Rather. It's one of my favorite games. It's uh, uh, an easy way to talk about certain players and get conflicting opinions or or sometimes uh, opinions that are the same. But let's go with some of the bigger names in the draft coming up. I tried to pick players that will be drafted or should be drafted similar time in the draft, and we'll see what happens. So let's start at the quarterback position. Uh, I kind of went performer versus upside here so i'm curious let's start with you jen anthony richardson the uh athletic monster from florida or bryce young the uh opposite of that but the massively productive player from alabama which quarterback assuming both of them land in starting roles um or or in roles where you can see playing time you know what i mean uh which one would you rather well, so at the moment, as of today, it seems like uh, Young is is a lock for Carolina. It, it, like the bet, it's like off the boards for betting. He's he's you know uh, decided to not visit any other school or any other uh, franchises. So it seems like he's going to Carolina. Um, you know, like you said, I feel like yes, he's the better playmaker. But give me Richardson. I like like the spicier. You know, he's more athletic or not more athletic, but he's ridiculously athletic as he showed at the combine. He put on a like a show. Right. So for me, I kind of I don't know. I like spicy. They have the, the same ADP. I mean, right now, 
you know, before the Superflex started an underdog, they were both a 13th round, uh, you know, ADP. So you're looking at QB 21 and QB 22. So that that's really not a difference there as far as value. But I don't know. I go Richardson just for the spiciness. But I will say from a like Homer perspective, I really don't like either of them because they're, you know, you got Alabama and Florida and I can't root for either. <laughs> but I'm going Richardson. Very fair. Very fair. Justin, uh, how do you feel about these two? Uh, I think I disagree, but I'm not like throwing my foot down about it. I think I'd rather have Young, um, especially as like a redraft, if we're talking about someone we're taking in the, at the end of August or something in a typical redraft league. I think I'd rather just go with something a little sturdier in Bryce Young, um, but I definitely don't disagree with the upside, especially if we're talking about Carolina. Um, the surrounding cast is like super middle of the road. Like, we're talking about older players, players, and I'm sure they'll add someone before the season starts, but not a lot of upside around him. Um, so I think I'd rather have Bryce Young uh, in Dynasty. I think it's like, it's really interesting to just go with Richardson, especially now without even knowing where he's going, just taking that athletic upside for sure. I think I'd go Young, but I, I mean, I get the I get the appeal of either side, especially with Richardson. If he's going to get a week one starting job and he's out there running for 60 yards a game, like I'd, I'd much rather have that than <laughs> Young throwing to Hayden Hurst and, you know, the corpse of Adam Thielen. Wow, you've turned on <laughs> Hayden Hurst very quickly, Justin. <laughs> Look, when I'm looking for a top 18 tight end, Hayden Hurst <laughs> is my man. <laughs> I don't know if I want to put fair, the um fair. the off the the offensive uh, playmaking on his shoulders. It was different in Cincinnati, you know. You got like four people in front of him. <laughs> if he's like the number two pass catcher, you know, give me, I'll pass on that. <laughs> I uh, I'm sold on Bryce Young. I don't know why I I love this kid so much. It, it, the height bothers me and the size bothers me. But when I turn on the tape, like I I get really really excited about guys who seem to process the game really fast. Uh, it's it's what I really liked about Brock Purdy as a 49er. I didn't notice it in, uh, with him in college, like most people didn't. But uh, and I think that Bryce Young, he's got the head for the game, and then he also has the playmaking. So I'm kind of all in on Bryce Young this year. So we'll see what happens. Um, but obviously, that ridiculous athletic ups. I mean, it's it's he's like a faster Cam Newton. It's ridiculous. So Anthony right. Richardson, it's terrifying, got really. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's it's incredible. Okay, um, you know, we're gonna get to Bajan Robinson later. Uh, but I didn't want to do a who's you rather with with the top backs in the game because uh, there's such a big tear break. And we'll talk about that later. Um, however, once you get into day two, the prospects there, uh, we do have Zach Charbonnet from UCLA and Devana Chain from Texas A&M. So, Jen, uh, two very different archetypes of running back here. Which one would you rather have? So if we're talking just like regular real football. Charbonnet, he's he's ready to go as a three down back. But if we're talking about like value and fantasy, which is you know what this pod is all about, um, I looked at their ADPs, right? And I feel like I mean there's a four round discrepancy. So Charbonnet right now is a ninth rounder. Um, a chain is thirteenth rounder. So I feel like for that ADP for Charbonnet, like there's other guys there, like James Cook, Rashad White, who their roles are already defined. Like we're we're not exactly even sure, obviously, where these guys are going. So I think from a value perspective. Um, I pass on Charbonnet, but I feel like overall, like as a running back, I feel like he's more, you know, he, he, the role he, he's ready for a three down role now, I guess is what I, 
Yeah, and we're going to get to that, uh, the availability of three-down rolls in the NFL. We're going to get to that later on. Uh, Justin, how do you feel? I mean, exactly the same. Um, I like If we're talking about just pure running back for, versus running back, I'd rather have Charbonnet. But if we're talking about nearly a 48-pick difference in ADP, like I, I can't argue with that. Like If we're talking about James Cook, who's in the NFL, and he's on a top three offense already, you know, yeah, I can't I can't disagree with Jen there. I would rather have Charbonnet on my NFL team or my dynasty team, but if it's gonna cost me nearly fifty picks and underdog ADP, then no, I think I'd rather just <laughs> take the four round discount. <laughs> and on Jane, you know, definitely uh, a pass catcher abilities. He's he comes into the league with the playmaking ability and uh nowadays you know, sometimes that's enough. That's that that definitely could be enough. Uh, let's go to the receiver position. I got two sets of receivers because uh, I feel like there's more relevant receivers than there are running backs and quarterbacks this year. So uh, let's go Jordan Addison from USC or Quentin Johnston, TCU. I see them flip-flopped all the time on boards. Um, let's start with you, Justin. Where are you with these two? This is super landing spot dependent, I think. Um, Quint, I, I really feel like Addison will probably find his way in the first round with a higher probability that Quint, than Quentin Johnston will. Um, but it depends. Like if, if Quentin Johnston lands with like the Vikings and he's just thrust into like the Adam Thielen role or something like you, I mean, that's, that's incredible for fantasy. He could just be a big bodied red zone guy. Um, I think on its face, I'd rather have Jordan Addison. I just, he's, he's a more dynamic receiver. Um, he's not going to be like a catch and fall guy. Quentin Johnston has some like receiving some yak. He's a yak mostly guy. Like, yeah. He's a yak guy, but he's also like a he plays small and he's like six three and like that's weird to play like a five nine guy when you're six inches taller. Yeah, his contested catch numbers are not good. <laughs> yeah, that's just weird. So I'm like, I I wonder how that translates. Like, is he just a big slot guy? Is he like a third wide receiver? Even though he's built like a an alpha, do alphas even exist? in the NFL anymore is everyone just going to be 510 I don't know I think I'd go with Jordan Addison even even without looking at 80 like a uh, underdog ADP I think I'd just rather have Addison on sure. my fantasy team sure Jen how do you feel about these two I feel kind of similar I mean the only thing I really wrote down that that is anything different than than what Justin said um I think Johnston does have the you know you talked about the yak right but he also he had 19 yards per catch at TCU like the deep ball guy I kind of like him there for you know, maybe in best ball, like he'll have a couple spike weeks where he'll have a couple huge, you know, huge touchdowns or whatever. So um, if weighing the two of them in best ball, I may go Johnston just for the, uh, you know, the potential spikes. No, that makes sense. Uh, he's definitely got the size, definitely has the potential for red zone target, despite his contested catch numbers in college. I, uh, I'm i kind of out on Johnston. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I, I think Johnston's going to be my guy that when I look at fantasy drafts, I just call him a bust and move on. Um We'll see if I'm right on that or not. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm. Sometimes I hit, sometimes I'm not. Addison, I think, is fine. He seems fine. You're not always right. I mean, what, what do you mean? <laughs> I know, I know. Some, occasionally. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Where's that two million dollar plaque in the background? Right. Come on. Yeah. You we're right. not always. We're not always right here. <laughs> uh, another set of receivers. These are both receivers who, uh, you know, probably slot guys, but both have a lot of talent. They're being drafted around similar times. They're projected to go similar times in the draft. Uh, Zay Flowers from Boston College or Josh Downs from UNC. Let's start with you, Jen. Um, 
I mean, flowers for me, a little bit more exciting, a little more NFL ready. I mean, they're both smaller, so I don't know. I just kind of, I lean flowers just for, like I said about Richardson, like a little sexier. That's all. Yeah, a little sexier. I like that. Flowers a little sexier. I like yeah. that. Justin, how about you? Are, um, are you drawn in by the sex appeal of Zay Flowers or uh, oh, do you, do you I'm that? so drawn in I couldn't be any more drawn in <laughs> <laughs> I am though for for real uh, give 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 the man his flowers he's been he's been mocked as early as a uh, an early teens like top 15 pick um there's not a lot of buzz on Josh Downs even being a first round guy if they're both playing the same position and one's a top 15 pick and one's a top 40 pick give me the guy with the with the with the draft equity, I'll take Zay Flowers. Makes sense. I love me some Zay. I actually like both these kids a lot, but Josh Downs seems more one dimensional to me. Seems a little more like he might just run down the field like a Nate Washington kind of guy. And Zay Flowers seems like he does a little bit more. All right, let's go to the tight end position. This good tight end class. Uh, I didn't do your Georgia guy, Jen. I apologize, but. Uh, these are two guys who are both expected to go off the board in the first round. Michael Mayer from Notre Dame or Dalton Kincaid from Utah. Uh, Jen, what do you think? Well, you know my answer to this is Darnell Washington. Absolutely, so, yes. Of um, hey, that, hey. That's my answer to this. You but, mean, I mean former Bengal Darnell Washington. Okay. Former Bengal? Or, I'm mean? sorry, future Bengal. I, future Bengal. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was, no, that's our, that's our bulldog the Bengal connection there. Is, uh, nice. I'm, always, I'm always about that. I have no problem with that. Um, no, I mean, honestly, like I think you know how I feel about rookie tight ends anyway. So, I mean, as far as this season goes, I mean, I guess give me Kincaid, but I don't really – I don't want to say I don't care, but I don't care. I think they're both – you know, I mean, Kincaid, fast, good hands. I mean, Myers, good – like, they're both – I mean, they've been flip-flopping, I feel like, all this whole time as far as which one's going to go right. first. Um, it's kind of interchangeable. We'll see, you know, which one actually does go first. But um, from a fantasy perspective, I think they're both, uh, you know, later round stabs anyway. So – Makes sense, yeah. We we all know the rookie tight end history and and everything that 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 comes with. Uh, Justin, how do you feel about these two? Which one would you target if you were targeting one of them? Um, I think I'd I think I'd stick with Kincaid here. Um, he's just a if if he gets selected in the first round, he has almost no blocking chops at all. So presumably, if someone's going to spend that much draft capital on him, he's just going to be almost a, like a slot receiver. So presumably, that equates to more fantasy points. So I would go Kincaid. He's being mocked to the Chargers a lot. If he ends up with the Chargers, I might have him on my redraft board. Normally, I don't. I would like that, too. I would kind yeah. of – I don't know That'd about redraft. Wild. Maybe keep an eye for streaming, like, in the beginning and mm -hmm. scoop him up, but I don't know. It's too I'm, early to talk about tight end streaming right now. No, it's, it's never too early to <laughs> talk about tight end streaming. Stop it. Never. <laughs> the main thing to know is that we're going to get really excited about, like, ten of these guys, and they're all going to stink. Everyone's going to suck. We all know that. <laughs> <laughs> throw but, me uh, into the sun oh my god but that makes sense you know michael mayer pro profiles a little bit more of a complete tight end dalton kincaid as justin said profiles is that receiving option makes sense that both of you would go with kincaid if you're going with them uh main topic of the week i want to go rookie running backs thank you for playing who'd you rather with me um this is an interesting class there's a lot of scat backs a lot of pass catching backs a lot of undersized backs with a lot of talent and then there's Bijan robinson so justin I want you to tell me how much better is Bijan Robinson than the next back because the the hyperbole on it is ridiculous. Right. Um, and I gotta I gotta agree with it too, which you know, by end of the hype, I think I think he's leaps and bounds better 
than the next best running back. Um, he's fantastic at the line of scrimmage. He's almost just like a pure, complete running back. He's got great vision. He gets through holes that look too small, even though he's kind of a bigger back. He's got a solid receiving profile. Um, I mean, he's he doesn't have a complete route tree because he was a college running back. They don't really ask him to do that much. But you'll, you'll find him coming out of the slot. He'll run post routes, and then he'll do the normal dump off screen wheel stuff. Um, and I... I try to stay realistic with rookie running backs, especially because I don't really dig in until like February or March. I'm usually a little late to the game because I'm doing other stuff or maybe I have like a little bit of the Super Bowl hangover. <laughs> but everything I've dug into with Bijan is incredible. Um, I, I really think he's the real deal. I think he could be a, an immediate top 15 back. He could be an immediate top 10 back. And he could probably he could probably outshoot that too, honestly. I love rookie running backs. I One thing Jen editing my articles for years upon years knows that I love me some rookie running backs. Uh, Jen, have you bought into the Bijan Robinson hype? I have and I haven't. Like, I've bought into the hype as him being, you know, the best running back in the class above, I mean, clear, all that. Yes, hype there. ADP of 13? I don't know if I'm buying into that. That's pretty you know? high. <laughs> I mean, I don't. That's think that rich, I'm yeah. going to draft him there. I just, it's too scary. And there's too many other players right there um, with, you know, your opportunity cost. Just, I don't know. It's a little scary for me. Now it depends, depends on his landing spot. If he lands somewhere that he's guaranteed to have this lead back role and guaranteed to, you know, put up the numbers of a, you know, borderline first to second round draft pick then possibly. But I mean, you know, late second round, early third, sure. But where he's going now, like, that's just too much for me. Way too rich. I can't imagine a landing spot would make his ADP go up. No, like I mean, right? he can't. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how, how, who you leapfrog there for where he is. I mean, yeah. he's already way too high for me. Uh, but, you it's know. It's like Atlanta. I, I mean, yeah, I wrote down the Falcons. Atlanta. As, yeah, Atlanta. But, but but then is he going higher than 13? No. Like, you you got to think that he's being drafted, assuming he lands in the best possible spot right what, now, right? What's the 13th? Like uh, like the RB, like the like RB9? five or so? No, you're looking at oh. what? McCaffrey, Eckler. I mean, who, like. Because receivers I mean, and Kelsey are going high. So. Yeah. Right. So he's like. Here, I'll tell you actually right now. Yeah. But Bijan, uh, yeah, I, mm. I, I, I'm going to buy in and redraft. I, I definitely am. By the time we get there, I'm going to talk myself yeah. in and he's going to be ranked like fourth for me because that's who I am as a person. And he reminds me of Saquon Barkley. And I got very excited about Saquon yeah. Barkley. So big, big Barkley vibes, honestly. And yep. like a lot of people have mocked him to like, uh, the commanders. I forgot what Washington was called. Yeah. And that's kind of a terrible landing spot. I mean, it's good in the, in the long term, but I mean, we got the two Robinsons there now, and then Gibson's still there. I mean, I feel like yeah. that should depress Great. his ADP, if anything, if he lands in Washington. So yeah. just so you guys know, he's right now, he's RB4. So you got McCaffrey, Taylor, Eckler, oh. and him. Like, okay, wow. I just, okay, and then you've got Saquon extreme. and then Ken Walker. So I just, I don't know. That's, that's extremely rich. Four is, I. yeah, okay. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Give me, give me, look. give me him an RB four. Give me that. Look, okay. Look, you give me. We'll you check give me, back with you. You give me three months to talk myself into this. He'll be RB one by the time we. <laughs> He'll get be the RB one. Yeah. He'll be I'll the one hundred one. <laughs> um. So, uh, you know, outside of redraft, I want to check in real quick on Dynasty, Justin, because I know you and I both played Dynasty. Uh, yeah. Is he 
obviously he's the 1.01 in rookie drafts. Is that the case even in super flex formats? Okay. I mean, for me, yes, I honestly think so. Um, the type of upside he has, and I understand that the, the quarterbacks clearly have upside too. They're, they're quarterbacks in the NFL. They have upside, especially like Anthony Richardson has tons of upside. But taking Bijan at the 101, if you're looking at even like a, a value play, if he performs anywhere near what we think he'll perform at, he'll be worth a 101 and more next year. So if he's the RB, some places have him as the RB1 in Dynasty already. It hasn't even been drafted yet. Oh, so if you wow. can take him at the 101 and immediately flip him for a, a different 101 and a <laughs> yeah. first, like, mm -hmm. so you, you almost have to. I think he has the upside to be a top five running back. I don't know if RB1 is, it seems a little rich. He hasn't even played it down yet. <laughs> but the, that that costs so much in dynasty that i think that you almost have to take him at the 101 if you sure. have the opportunity and you probably have a terrible team too if you have the 101 unless you traded a boatload for it and now you have a top five running back it's a great way to rebuild your team so i i think he has the 101 even super flex makes sense yeah uh, the, the the counter there is that if you have the 1.01 and a terrible team you probably need a quarterback really bad in a super flex but that's a good um, point too but i'm with you i'm still taking Bajan robinson i think i yeah. think that makes perfect sense to me um all right do, do you have like a favorite landing spot for robinson justin like a, like ideal circumstances everything goes your way where would you want him to land for fantasy purposes? The best thing that could possibly happen to B. John Robinson is that the, the Chargers can't come to terms with Eckler, so they ship him off and take B. John Robinson. That sounds perfect. That sounds That's very the, ideal. The perfect. Where scenario. are they shipping him? Like, where's Eckler going? In this, in this fantasy of yours. <laughs> I don't know. He doesn't want to be there, apparently. So no, I know, but I'm just curious where oh, you, you know, I mean. This in this dream oh, the, scenario, where do you Miami. Cincinnati, clearly. Cincinnati. Oh, they get rid of Mixon, they ship for Eckler, you know. Yeah. He'd pair well with Mixon too, honestly. So yeah. No, let's just well, get let's, rid of let's Mixon. Get rid of let's just get rid of Mixon. From the yeah, NFL altogether. Yeah, we don't need yeah. get out, get him out of here. We don't need him. <laughs> <laughs> where would you like to see Bajan Robinson, Chen? Um, I wrote down the Falcons. I mean, it's kind of the you know, common normal, you know, answer there, but I mean I don't know if you know Tyler Algier is 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 the uh, the guy, right? And Cordero Patterson is kind of you know, uh, so yeah, I, I think you know that team, as we all know, is young and rebuilding. So that would make it would make sense, right? It would be a nice piece to add to what they have going on. I uh, I'm hoping that Falcons team is good. I have I have way too many shares of Desmond Ritter and Drake London and all those all those guys. I need that to happen. You know, I have been investing in Tyler Tyler Taylor Heineke, so I'm hoping Desmond Ritter is hey, not good. Hey, because I've been grabbing a lot of him in Superflex <laughs> at the end because I just How don't think Desmond you? Ritter. Listen, wow. very, I think this is a personal affront. That's what I take. In Superflex. So not in like regular, re, you know, not in best regular best ball or not in redraft for sure. But yeah. in Superflex, absolutely. Like round 1920, grab some Taylor Heineke just in case. 
I mean, do you really think Desmond Ritter is the answer? You think he's going to make it all all eighteen games? That's future Hall of Famer Desmond Ritter. Mm, Thank you very much. No, no, you're you're absolutely right. It's wildly up in the air. Like I have a lot of dynasty Sam Howell and Desmond Ritter, and I just see. I have a lot of Jacoby Brissett, so I'm 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 the anti you in this situation. I I need one of those guys to pit. The other one can stink, and you can win your redraft league. I need at least one of them to pan out for me. (laughs) We're not we're not talking redraft here, Brandon. Once again, I am not taking Jacoby. Yes. Let's be clear to the listeners. I'm not taking Jacoby Brissett or Taylor Heineke in redraft. We're talking super flex best ball. Yeah. My mistake. My mistake. Absolutely. And those are good picks in super flex to best ball. Absolutely. Uh, Okay. Let's go to Jameer Gibbs. I think we've talked to John Robinson. We love him. He's, he's, he's lovely. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, uh, the clear cut fantasy RB two seems to be at least on most draft boards uh, from Alabama. Justin, is it clear cut? Is there any argument you want to make for him not being the the RB two? And what 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 is there to like about him? Uh, I mean, I don't know that he's a clear cut RB two. It's particularly after we'll see where he goes. Um, he's just I don't know. I don't I don't see him as like a complete back. Um, he's a very good like zone runner. Um, if he lands somewhere that's like a zone heavy approach, I think he'll he'll kill it. He's kind of small, um, just in general, like small frame. He's like he's not like <laughs> soapy though. I mean, come on. Yeah, he's bit. You know, he's not like soapy small. <laughs> so, he's not like so- five. Soapy was one. a pre-show discussion. Soapy <laughs> is the nickname of the f- smallest player ever to play in the NFL. A fullback who was five foot one in nineteen twenty nine. Soapy was the nickname. Just to just to fill in the listener real quick. We'll co- we'll come up with the name. Jack Shapiro is 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 Sal says is his name. Jack Shapiro. I, I love it. Jack I, I Soapy feel like, Shapiro. Yeah. I feel like Soapy. Jameer's Soapy Gibbs works real well. We could call him Soapy Gibbs. Hey, I like let's it. get it going. That's us right here. Five nine, a buck ninety-nine. I like yeah. that. <laughs> a little smaller. So the thing is, and everyone's got almost all running backs have an issue with pass protection in college. It is what it is. But some stuff I pulled up while looking at Jameer Gibbs earlier. There's 107 draft eligible running backs in the FBS last season. Gibbs ranked 91st in pass blocking grade. Um, if we cut that down just to the 50 backs who are in pass protection the most often, he's still ranked 42nd. He's kind of hard to watch when he's protecting someone. <laughs> um, so if he's like the smaller guy, small frame guy, if they're not going to put him in early down snaps and he's not going to get third down snaps because he can't pass protect, it kind of worries me about how much how useful he's going to be as a rookie so uh, he is the consensus rb2 at the moment but i don't know we'll have to see where he lands i think what if what if he's like a 120 touch guy in his rookie year that's that's kind of pointless okay so would you be looking at like a sack charbonnet over him because he profiles more as a three down yeah yeah okay yes um, get, it is interesting how much pass protection ends up determining snap count when you're a rookie. It is interesting how much that yeah. makes a difference. Uh, Jen, have you formed an opinion about Jameer Gibbs? I thought I did, but Justin just talked me out of it. So, <laughs> um, I was kind of like, well, he'd be decent in PPR formats. You know, he's a late, fi- late fifth rounder right now. And I was like, eh, I'd gamble there, but now I'm kind of like, no, I don't know that I'm gambling there. I think I'm, I'm he's a an bad. explosive player. He's fun to watch for sure, but. Yeah, and he'll likely go second round in the draft. So, um, yeah. I, I, I think we might see a lot of like James Cook 
uh, comparisons post-draft. Like we You know might I love me some James Cook. Yeah. So. so yeah. Uh, my favorite thing is people, every time I hear somebody talk about Jameer Gibbs, they talk about his wiggle. And, and it's my favorite thing because they talk about it like it's a noun. Like they'll say, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll say like he's got some of the best wiggle in, in this draft. And you you watch his wiggle when he comes. It's just I, I enjoy wiggle a lot as a as a noun within the context. Sounds spicy. <laughs> right. Absolutely. All right. Um, <laughs> so uh, Zach Charbonnet, we talked about him. What makes him an every down back, Justin? I mean, he's he's a big guy. He's almost the exact opposite kind of frame as Gibbs has. He's got a large frame. Um, he split his gap and or his team spit split his gap and zone runs almost right down the middle. Unlike Gibbs, who ran a majority of his stuff through zone, um, Charbonnet was using all sorts of run schemes. Um, in the receiving game, Charbonnet is useful. Um, he's not as explosive as Gibbs is. Like that's where that's like Gibbs calling card. Charbonnet's good. He's got like soft hands. He's you can watch him catch the ball. And it's exciting whatever he's not as explosive as gibbs but um his 37 receptions last year were the fifth most amongst draft eligible running backs he led college football in epa per carry last year um his best comp comparable player profile is demarco murray and oh like, interesting yeah that might not sound exciting for those of us for for those out there that are maybe a little younger than us but demarco murray was a beast in fantasy Marco Murray was was amazing. People don't know oh, Marco yeah. Murray. He was great. He ran like look. He's been out of the league for like five years. People forget that stuff. I'm so old, man. It's been yeah. more than five years, hasn't it? Or no? I think it was 2019. Oh wow. It might be longer than that. You might be that's, right. That's sad, but I mean, yeah, I absolutely. And then, he was great. Um, the I think uh, I'm trying to think of who said it. I think Josh Norris's comparables were like Matt Forte and. James Connor. So like we've got DeMarco Murray, Solid. Matt Forte and James Connor yeah. as like our biggest comp comparable fantasy to... gold. Yeah. Yeah. So I, and like Charbonnet just built like an every down back. I don't know. I, I think over the last week or two, looking and in, looking more into this stuff, I think Charbonnet is probably my running back too. Okay. Interesting. He just, he just seems more exciting. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Justin, I haven't done my homework like I usually have, but it seems to me like this is a class full of complimentary pieces. Um, is there anyone else out there? Like we know Bajan and we know Charbonnet are both those three down caliber players. Is there anyone else out there that should be on our radar with that type of ability or is everyone else pretty much complimentary? The the only guy that just from what I've looked at, the only guy that really pops out to me is Tank Bigsby. Um, he's kind of a between the tackles guy. Uh, but he did catch 50 passes over the last two seasons, so he at least has that in his bag. Um, he seems like he could be an all-around runner. PFF's comp was TJ Yeldon, which isn't super exciting, but that's a guy who was at least given a shot to be a three-down back. So so maybe Tank Bigsby has a shot. I think I'm trying to think of like what um draft capital I've even seen out of him. Maybe like a I've seen him late. He might day be like two. a fourth. Yeah, what'd I've you seen, say? I've seen him as high as late day two. And as, okay, okay. You know, so third, fourth round, probably. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's not bad for a fantasy yeah. piece. Mm -hmm. so um, I, but outside of that. Ideal running back name. I mean, if I'm, if I'm yeah. picking a name for a running back, I want my running back to be named Tank. So. Tank, he is exactly. RB58 right now with a ADP of 188.2. Okay. That's actually higher than I expected for a mid-rounder. So, 
uh, I- interesting enough. Isn't that TJ's guy? Doesn't TJ Hernandez like Tank as a as a dart throw in in late best ball? I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. I, I, I thought, think it, I thought he was in maybe. your round table. Look, um, look he did. Uh, who did he do for the round table? Maybe, maybe it I'm was wrong. him. Maybe it was him. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. Right, let's There's talk been about... a lot written in the last week. I don't remember. Right. Uh, let's uh, let's revisit the other part of that. Who'd you rather that we talked about earlier? Um, Devana Chain, uh, college playmaker. That's kind of what he was known for in college. So kind of the uh, we talk about Charbonnet being the second, the number two behind Bajan Robinson. Uh, Achain is kind of the number two behind Jameer Gibbs as far as stylistically and and prototype goes. Um, are you bullish on Achain and and what his skill set brings to the NFL? What he can do? Can he tra- does it translate, Justin? Uh, I mean, I think he's going to, I think the, the highest probability outcome is that he's a, a good football player and isn't, isn't a lot of, um, like, I think he'll probably be someone that you probably talk about a lot. Cause I think he's going to be like a, re- a returner. Oh yeah. He'd make a fantastic kick returner. Um, he's super explosive. Um, but he needs to be in an offensive scheme. That's like, like horizontal in nature, like super outside zone, like um like san francisco or or miami he would actually be pretty interesting with the dolphins honestly yeah but if he goes to something that doesn't fit his play style he's going to end up being i think like a special teams guy someone who's who might sometimes get to like 10 touches a game so i think he's kind of off the radar and in fantasy for me at least i mean he seems like an explosive guy He's one of the guys I see the most disparate reports on him. Like, like people really? love him and people hate him it, it, as a pro prospect. I'm really curious. Jen, do you have an opinion on where you land somewhere on uh, Devana Chain? I kind of agree with Justin. I feel like he's going to be a good real-life football player. I don't know about fantasy. I mean, he's pretty cheap. So, I mean, in best ball, you can, you can roll the dice. And, and depending on landing spot, he may – you know, work his way up a depth chart or someone may get hurt and he might get, get an opportunity. Um, I wouldn't invest too much in him, but I feel like, uh, you know, I mean, any of these rookies, right. Given the right opportunity, you never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's talk about, I've gone through kind of the top four running backs. Um, I feel like after that, there's this huge cluster of, of backs that um, everybody kind of likes or doesn't like, and everybody kind of has their own opinion. That might be the area where fantasy analysts are able to kind of differentiate themselves, or I was high on this one and not this one. Uh, Jen, do you have any of these uh, other running backs that are out there that really stands out to you? Some of that you like, and you're really watching for where they land. Um, yes, I've got, I've got a couple names that I'll throw out there um, at you. Um, Roshan Johnson, right? The other Longhorn running back. Everyone's all, Fired up, of course, about Robinson, but, you know, Johnson is super cheap. He's a 15th rounder right now. Um, you know, he's a big dude. He's versatile. Uh, you know, he's not going to be an RB, you know, fantasy RB1, right, by any means. But, um, you know, like I was saying earlier, one of those guys that he could find himself in the, you know, RB2 slash 3 range um, given the right opportunity. So I think he's someone that a lot of people aren't really talking about because of Robinson. But, uh, yeah, him – um, and then another guy I'm going to throw out at you, which is completely random and out of left field. Well, it's not that random for me. Um, is going to be Kenny McIntosh. Um, nobody's talking about him. You know, he's he found himself right. He was behind James Cook and Zamir White. You know, at Georgia for you know a couple of years last year, 
um, he was given the reins himself. And, you know, he, he had 10 touchdowns, 829 yards um, in an offense that didn't do, you know, there were also other backs there. He, he was the lead back, but, you know, Georgia always has, a, you know, several back system. That's just the way they work. It's always a committee there. So I feel like a lot of people are sleeping on him. Um, you know, obviously I'm a homer and I happen to watch every play. So I know that he's good, you know, and it's kind of like how I felt about James Cook last year. People were sleeping on him and I'm like, I've watched this guy every single game. So, um, I mean, once again, not a fantasy RB one or anything crazy like that, but you know, a later, later round guy that, uh, could find himself in a decent position given the right opportunity. Excellent. I, I like that. I, I hadn't really, he's not really been on my radar. I'll be watching where he lands now. Kenny McIntosh, also a good name. That's a good running back name. It is too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Justin, anyone you're eyeing there uh, outside of the top four. There's a, a couple. Um, I've been looking into Sean Tucker a lot over the last month or two. Um, he didn't, he didn't register anything in the combine because he wasn't medically cleared. Um, but he's supposed to do his pro day this coming Monday. So we should be able to have some athletic measurables on him. He's the Syracuse kid, right? Um, yes, exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah. He had a uh, a 15.8% target share last year, which is 95th percentile among running backs. Wow. Like like way more target usage than we're used to seeing from a college running back. Um, he racked up 2,500 yards and 23 touchdowns on Syracuse the last two years. That offense ranked 7th and 11th in the SEC. So he was the offense. So it's interesting to see how NFL teams pick up on that. Um, one more guy, uh, UAB's Dwayne McBride visited with the Jets on Monday, which is kind of interesting that he would even be meeting with teams right now. Um, he led all of the FBS last year with 4.6 yards after contact per attempt. He finished his career with the third highest forced missed tackle rate amongst FBS, school, uh, FBS running backs since 2014. He also caught five catches over the last two years. So <laughs> he's just a giant dude who's going to be a between-the-tackles guy. Maybe he lands somewhere and he ends up falling in the, falling the end zone a few times. Maybe he's a, a future goal linebacker. He's an interesting one to look at. I like it. Are you thinking day three, he, would he be a day three guy? Probably. I don't okay. think he's going to be catching any passes anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. I like it. I like these names. I, I really like Israel Abadakanda. Uh, from Pittsburgh, just because the athletic profile is just tantalizing. He's one of the most athletic players, uh, not just in this draft, but ever to come out as a running back. Like his athletic profile is off the charts. Um, I like running backs that keep their legs churning. And when you watch him on film, uh, no matter how many guys are on him, his legs are moving forward, which is something that uh, I always notice about a college running back. He's always, uh, he's decisive, hits the hole. If he lands in somewhere like San Francisco, I know he'll be buried on the depth chart, but that type of offense or Houston, so that type of offense, if he can get an opportunity, he's a great one cut, see the hole, hit it, and just come de comes downhill like a tank. So uh, Israel only 20. is what I'm watching. He is. He's super young, too. Yeah. Super, super young. I see, like, another – you said when you talked about his legs, it's like in my brain I'm like hamster, another hamster. <laughs> another yes. hamster. Some other – I don't know. Not – obviously not muscle hamster or whatever hamster, but the, a different hamster. <laughs> An Izzy hamster. A variation, Izzy hamster. I like yes. It. I like I like I like having like a team of hamster related <laughs> right? nicknames for, for you the just NFL. Add like a different yeah. adjective to start or add, you yeah. know, and you, there you go. Like we could have like muscle hamster, like ballerina hamster, yeah. like all kinds of different ones. Yeah. Like, bowling ball know. hamster. I don't know. Bowling ball hamster. Right. Bowling ball hamster, that's gotta be Maurice Jones Drew, right? Like bowling right? ball hamster, oh, yeah. that's gotta be who that oh, is. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I like it. All right. So what about the flip side, Jen, somebody you're not drafting. One of these rookie running backs could be someone we've talked about already. Someone that you are just staying clear of. Um, yeah, we already kind of went there, but Bijan Robinson, I just, I cannot pay. I, yeah. I cannot pay a, a 13th round draft slot. Like if I'm on the turn, like I just can't, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to grab, you know, Barkley and Diggs over taking a gamble on, on a rookie, at least right now. I mean, like we said earlier in our discussion, I don't know if even a, there is a landing spot out there that would make him draft me at, at spot 13. So He's he's yeah. It's it would take a lot for me to pull that trigger. It would probably take a, an auto draft of of me missing and, and getting him <laughs> to end up with him. And listen, I could eat my words, and he could be like the best rookie running back ever in the history of history. But um, I, I'm not willing to to blow that opportunity cost. Yeah, I mean it's uh, that's one thing. You know, being drafted at his ceiling, it's it's hard for him to to outproduce that without playing know. one snap as a professional. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah, absolutely, Justin. Somebody you're uh, staying away from. Oh, I guess no one in particular. I, I mean, I, I, I like Charbonnet, so I guess that kind of means I don't like Gibbs, but I'm not actively avoiding Gibbs. He could fall somewhere. I guess Gibbs, that seems a little mean. He's got a lot of, <laughs> you know who it is? It's it's Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn's the one you're staying uh, away from. It's Deuce Vaughn. I'm staying away from Deuce Vaughn. Yeah? What, what don't sorry, you like Deuce. about Deuce Vaughn? He's a tiny. He's a tiny, <laughs> tiny Soapy. running back. Soapy. He's the new Soapy. That's how it goes. Yeah, little, absolutely. Little Soapy Vaughn. <laughs> I'm rooting for Deuce Vaughn, but I'm with you. It's very concerning. He's 5'5", 176 pounds out of Kansas State. That's it's concerning. That's, that, that size is good. That's smaller than Darren Sproles. And at least it's those... like my 14-year-old. I'm just kidding. Yeah. He's not 170 <laughs> pounds, but he's close to 5'5". Five five. I mean... Yeah. Those five five got five. I don't know. I can't remember a five five guy. But like Maurice Jones Drew, we talked about was five seven. Like like Darren Sproles was five six. But those guys were one ninety five, two oh five, like in right. that range. Like they had the legs stout to, to do it. You know, I yeah, I'm with you, man. Deuce Vaughn is a. It's a I tough can't imagine Deuce Vaughn's thighs look anything like MJD's thighs. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Maurice Jones Drew, that man's a legend. I love yeah. some MJD. Um, I'm, I'm dating myself with references today, by the way. Lots of everyone. Dante knows mjd he's on like he's on like nfl yeah even the even the kids that that like played fantasy when they were in third grade at that time like they they know mjd good good that makes me feel better yeah you you and i will start talking uh we'll start talking chris warren and guys like i mean if you start talking larry zonka then we're gonna lose people but that's true that's true larry (laughs) zonka's before us i love he's not before my time sadly but um yeah you you were watching zonka when you were a kid I, I mean, I, I mean, was, I'm familiar with. Zonka. I was alive when he was playing football. Okay. Put it that right. way. Right. My my running backs. I was watching <laughs> when I first started watching. Like I, I saw like the Icky Woods shuffle and the Christian Okoye. Yeah, uh, I was like that's, already the first guys. I remember. I was already in high school at that point, Brandon. Yeah, I was. Let's just, I was let's three. Just... I was yeah. three. <laughs> Look what. We were alive. That that puts us in a select group. <laughs> yeah. Um, nowadays, so for for that, mm-hmm. that shout out Icky Woods. That's <laughs> hey, let's get him on. Let's get him on. He let's seems like a Icky. good dude. Let's get it. We can all do, learn the shuffle. Um, so I I have a follow up here that I don't have on the um on the sheet for best landing spots, but I do want to ask your best landing spots first, and then I want to talk a little bit about it. But uh, Jen, is there um? We talked a little bit about the Falcons and the Chargers if they trade Eckler. Um, are there any other teams that kind of stand out to you that you're kind of watching uh, where the landing spots more than the talent 
uh, will kind of draw you in a little bit. Yeah, I mean, like we said, there's not a lot of three down rolls open, right? I mean, we know that already. However, you know, someone in Dallas could be interesting, right? Depending on what happens. Uh, the Falcons, we said Cardinals, you know, I feel like there's some room there for, for a body. Uh, you know, the as we said, the Bengals, there, I think that there's some room there as well. Those are kind of my my top-ish landing spots. There's a few others, but I'll save some for Justin because I'm sure he has a few. Cardinals are interesting because Connor, I love Connor, but Connor's not exactly been an Iron Man throughout his right. career. That usually doesn't get better as you move on. They have. Is there anyone there besides like we got Keontae Ingram, right? Or is there? I think that's it. Yeah. So if they, you know, so, the draft capital, I think he was a fifth or sixth round pick or something. So there's no no draft capital there to worry about. It's it's very very interesting. Um, Justin, uh, other than San Diego or San Diego. <laughs> dang okay other than the los angeles chargers i just bring it all the age issues out that's other, other than, than dan fouts what you know, i know yeah is... dan fouts. <laughs> look up, up young up-and-comer dan fouts it's uh <laughs> you know, i think he goes by dan actually think, yeah that's right i think that's it's dan right. <laughs> <laughs> um outside of the chargers uh getting rid of austin eckler um you know any teams that you're kind of eyeing for a good spot for some of these guys Oh, there's Cincy. Uh, we mentioned that already. Um, I I love the fit with Rashad Penny, but Philadelphia is still a good landing spot. Penny's been injured for half a decade now. Um, yeah, we talked about the Chargers. We talked about the Bengals. Um, Jen mentioned the Cowboys. The Bears could be an interesting spot. Oh. Um, How dare you besmirch my Khalil Herbert stock? Yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. In <laughs> um, Arizona, the Rams uh, are always Arizona. an option, right? Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, know. absolutely. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Literally always. Yeah. Do they have, what are their picks this year? Are they still not until the third round? That can't be right. Yeah, no, yeah, they I, don't have any early picks, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they have early picks this year. So They have a lot of picks, but they're not <laughs> mm-hmm. early. A tale mm-hmm. as old as time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so i want to ask about kansas city because kansas city obviously we had that great year by kareem hunt um uh, as a rookie right and then uh kareem hunt didn't do a whole lot i mean it was fine but not what he did as a rookie later on andy reed with the chiefs outside of that rookie year from hunt hasn't really leaned on a back and I, i know we like isaiah pacheco and 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 interesting did some good stuff um, Clyde Edwards Alaire is still running around there. Had a good year, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, good stuff. Jerick McKinnon. Yeah. If they were to draft somebody in the first round, let's say a Gibbs or somebody other than Robinson, right? Charbonnet, anyone first, second round. How interested are we in that player? And uh, yeah, are we concerned that it's just the type of offense that doesn't feature a back enough for fantasy? Or, or is this is this a really good landing spot? Because I keep coming back to the Chiefs when I'm evaluating this question. No, I still think it's a good – I think it's still a great landing spot. I mean, they, they spent the first on CEH, and I think they were just looking for something else. I don't know if they wanted to make him a bell cow, but they were looking for something else. They kind of gave him a couple of years. He didn't take it over. I mean – just looking it up, as you mentioned it, the their third running back is the Michael P. Ryan right now. Yeah. 
So there's not a whole lot of. Hey, Brandon loves himself on the Michael Piro. I, I did. Was that's he, what I. That's Oregon? what I have to say. I was just wrong on. I've given up on. <laughs> oh, you. Oh. I, was I he Oregon? No, I just liked him. He was just a guy oh. I really liked. Not a college, just in general. So. Uh, just thought he'd be a good back and just has not been. Like I, said, I don't not forget these things. You know that. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> they're not. I also loved Kellen Mond, although I did say Kellen Mond had a very large uh, range of outcomes. Like he may not ever do anything. But um, yeah, also loved Kellen Mond. That hasn't panned out either. We we all have our hits and misses. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What do you think, Jen? What do you think about uh, a KC early, earlier of... running back? I'm kind of on the opposite of you. Like I, I just feel like there's enough evidence that we just are not going to see a super fantasy productive guy coming out of there in this offense. I mean, I feel like the offense is what it is right now and it's working. I mean, they just won the super bowl. So um, I don't know that Andy Reid's going to really change. I mean, I think, yeah, you'd like to think that he wants, you know, a lead back and, and they wanted CEH to be that and he wasn't and, they're still kind of looking, but then part of me is like, eh, like they don't need it. You know, they're good. Like they're good with whatever they have. Um, they have a few guys that they just kind of rotate and Pacheco, I think will be fine. Um, I think he's a little pricey there though, as far as, you know, if they stay with what they continue to do, which is a committee, um, I guess it would depend. I mean, if they were to spend, you know, a, an early pick, then maybe we'd have to think about, you know, that, but I don't know. I don't know that I would, would target. I guess it would depend on who it would be. Yeah, it's just an interesting spot, but you're right. You know, they they seem to really like their little one-two punch with Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon. And, um, you know, McKinnon had like a ridiculous touchdown rate, but outside of that, neither one of them was really, really consistent. So uh, fantasy-wise, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I keep kind of landing on that. Uh, let's flip that a little bit. What's the worst landing spot for a rookie running back? So uh, where would you, uh, maybe a back that you like, like a Charbonnet or somebody like that that you like, but if they land there, you just suddenly become disinterested. Justin. Um, Houston is one. Um, they they kind of need someone long term, but if some especially someone who could have three down potential like Charbonnet, um, they already have such redundant early down production with Damian Pierce and Singletary that I think that would kind of stink. Um I mean Carolina would be a bummer. They could use a younger guy, but is someone really going to take over Miles Sanders and Chuba? Yeah, there's like 15 other teams that we didn't mention. Where Tennessee, <laughs> Tennessee would be terrible. At least for the, <laughs> at least for this year. Maybe in Dynasty it would be an interesting spot. For, but for redraft or best ball, if someone lands behind Derrick Henry, that would be kind of a pain in the butt. Unless Henry gets injured again, of course, which is possible. Yeah. Yeah, Jen, uh, a spot that you're just hoping that your favorite guy doesn't land. Um. Well, wait. Is that that's a different question than what you just asked, right? Well, like no, that, that your favorite rookie, like you, you would think less because of a bad landing spot. Like um. That. Okay. I mean, really, the only thing I was thinking, well, they're, they're like Justin said, there's a bunch, but I think New England would be kind of gross. I mean, there's so much Merck as it is that you throw Always another gross. another body one. in there. It's like, ugh, you know, Mark, Mark. So New England for me. What do you guys think of Buffalo? Like I know Buffalo is supposed to be great, but they've got Cook, they've got Harris. Would I feel like that would just be more Merck? Yeah, I you know I I wrote down Buffalo for for the question that that I believe is coming up, which okay. is yeah. I mean I, I you know which is the I guess we could move on to that, right? Sure. Yeah, I was going to ask um, what's a spot that you really don't want 
a team to take a running back on a day one or day two pick because you're bullish on a veteran that's in place or or an existing player. I get in trouble saying veteran about second year players, but I mean They're veterans. They I mean non rookie. Yeah. I guess not technically. I guess you don't get veteran status till year three or four or whatever. Oh, but, really? That's yeah. So I, I get in trouble because I'll say veterans who do this, and what I mean is non rookies. So. Um, so yeah, which, uh, is that Buffalo for you, Jen? Yeah. I just feel like, you know, once again, it's, it's a situation where they don't really lean on the running back that, that much anyway. So then now, you know, we've got James hook cook and we have Damian Harris and I feel like it's enough. Like do not, you know, we don't need another guy in there to, to screw it up. So I have them. I also threw in the lions cause I feel like it's the same boat. Like I'm cool with Montgomery and Swift, leave it. I like both of them where they are and don't add another body in there. <laughs> I I like it. I agree with all of those. Justin, uh, do you have a team in mind there? Yeah, uh, I'm thinking Denver. If Denver takes someone, it's really going to show us what they think about Javante Williams' health, and that would be very sad for me because I'm hoping that I know he's going to miss some games this year. I think regardless, but if they take someone, it's really it'll be really looking dim. Uh, I I feel that, and uh, you know, get well, Javante Williams. I like I like that kid. He's fun to watch. I hope he's really good. Uh, for me, it's Chicago because I like Khalil Herbert. I like Deontay Foreman. I like that as a one-two punch. I don't want them throwing another uh, another name in there. I, I I like the situation they've got going on there. I don't want anybody else. <laughs> okay, that's uh, so Twizzler. Did Twizzler have a team? He's he's screaming, you know, about Leonard Fournette. That's what he's I, always talking that's about. That's what he's saying. He's saying the Bucks should right? resign Fournette. That's exactly. what he's saying. That's what he's saying. <laughs> As always, the, the Bucks is actually a good answer for this too, because I kind of like Rashad White, and I don't want right. I don't want anybody mucking with that. <laughs> I think they take someone honestly. They do. They not should er, not early, but I mean, yeah. they should add somebody. Yeah, that's a good Israel Abanaconda spot right there. He would pair up okay. well with Rashad White. You take him day three. I like that a lot. So, um. All right, that's that's all I've got. Justin, anyone we didn't touch on that you wanted to to talk about or anyone you wanted to bring up that we didn't get to? Not really. We touched on a lot more than I honestly thought we would. Yeah, we did good. We are efficient, my friend. This yeah. this trio, efficiency. <laughs> Not necessarily. Uh, I mean, uh, talking about Vanakanda, that's, we touched on him a lot. Um, I think that was the end of my reserves, honestly. That was about everyone I've got an opinion on. <laughs> excellent excellent uh i'll be excited we'll uh we'll have to have you on again sometime later after the draft um and love uh and, and chat about what's going on we uh we always love when you would stop by thank you so much for coming any final thoughts or plugs before you go no i don't think so i'd love to be on as always it's like talking to some some buds i don't get to meet often enough Excellent. Excellent. Uh, be sure to follow Justin on Twitter at Justin underscore Redwords and read all his stuff over at 444.com. Thank you, Jen. Always a pleasure. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Listeners, you can follow us on Twitter at Jen Akins NFL at Two Guys Brandon. Thanks for checking us out. Have a good day.